Hello, boss lady. Oops, there you are. Look at that hat. My goodness. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I decided to do the Santa and put him to the season here. Tis the season, how to be jolly and then some. Oh, my goodness. Well, you ready to get to it? I am. I'm wondering what we're talking about. Something about my ex-partner tells lies about me to the family. Oh, is that what it reading is? Reading the notes. That is it. Oh, I know. Yeah, we might have all had that. Yes, Thank that'll you. be the situation tonight with the young masters to see what they've got to, to go toward this one. I like this one. You like this one? Yeah. Uh, well, it never happens. This is yes, just top of that. Commercial. Yeah. Well, in the presentation that we'll present to them, when we take them on, uh, it's going to more deal from my angle is that you need to create your own story. But, you know, that also deals with in life, even when we have a problem at the office. We can have a co-worker that's spreading lies. Might even have a boss who's spreading lies about us. And so we've got to take advantage of that. Uh, can't let it just keep on going. If we do, then, of course, our reputation will be right. Root, as they used to say back home, <laughs> not root, root. Right, right. So what do you do? Well, you create your own brand. You create your own story. And you tell your story to folks. And again, nonsensical is just truth. And this is what you stand for. And you just keep moving forward. Uh, some people will turn around and market themselves as a whole new individual. Uh, I'm involved with this now. And it's almost like that's telling the story when the partner must have had a problem because uh, you, in this case, or me, uh, if, if I'm the one that's being talked about by the boss or we're next partner, we're showing we're moving forward. And that may be the difficulty that was with the previous partner. Mm -hmm. So create your own story brand. That, that's the term, own story brand. Okay. Like but for tonight, we're going to deal with a different story that deals with lying. Okay. There's different cases of lies, people lying that occurred in the Bible. And by the way, I'm not free from it. I've done it in my life. I'm confessing my sins to everyone. You get in a situation, you're like, oh boy. And you realize after you said what you said, you get back home or driving back home, you realize, I think I just lied about that. Well, I know that I did lie about that. <laughs> yeah. I really covered myself. Uh, my, my best lie did that when I was a kid, I was playing with matches in the house when the parents were gone. And of course, that was rule number one. Never play with matches or in the house down. And so the parents came home and they smelled matches that something had burned. They thought it was matches, sulfur from matches. So they talked to my sister first. She promised that they didn't. And I promised that I didn't, you know. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. So, you know, dad even had the fire company come out and check the house and everything. And they said, well, it's just, so Mr. Black, well, we just think somebody lit a match in here. He said, well, nobody did. Just watch it, you know. And so anyway, it did get to my conscience for years and years. By the way, I was in, before my teens at that point. But I want you to know that I did confess to my father. I did my mother. My mother had already passed away. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in my late 50s. <laughs> and I told dad the truth. You know what was so bad about that? He didn't even remember the event ever happened. <laughs> I said, well, I guess I'm wasting my breath apologizing. He says, well, it probably feels better on your soul. He said, but I don't think that ever happened. I'm like, oh, now i got to convince him that it did happen. Maybe it was all a big dream. It was. It had to be. It haunted me though, for 40 years before I spoke to him about it. Well, really, longer than that. But lies in the Bible 
And as Proverbs says, it, it hurts. It, it hurts people. It, it's, it, it, it's deceitful. It's deceitful. As I made mention, I mean, um, Cain, of course, killed Abel. God asked Cain if you know where your brother was, you know, my brother's keepers, which he knew what happened to the boy. <laughs> he was laying in the dirt dead. Uh, then we have like Peter. He lied three times. He promised Jesus he wouldn't. He lied three times uh, before the, uh, the rooster crowed. And, uh, you know, we get put in situations and things do happen. But Proverbs speaks against it because, again, you can really hurt someone if they are dependent on the words that you're sharing. Now, the reason I'm telling you that, we're going to talk about a kind of story in the Bible tonight. It'll be a short one. How about that? Oh, my goodness. I know. It's unbelievable. Oh, no. But it deals with, yeah, well, let's see if I can string this one out, folks. <laughs> it deals with a prophet, and we don't know the prophet's name, but he was the prophet from Judea. Uh, if you remember, we had talked about previously the northern part of Israel and the southern part of Israel. The northern part of Israel, when they broke apart after King Solomon's death, went to a servant of Solomon, Reboam. And then the latter part, bottom part, which had, in the top part had 10 tribes. The latter part had the two tribes of Benjamin and Judea that went to Solomon's son. And I believe it's Jeroboam. No, I'm sorry. Jeroboam was north, Rehoboam was south. See, I got to keep these things to touch. Well, there's just so many. Things. I know. But we're going to talk about Jeroboam, though. And he was the king of the northern part of Israel. And he was the servant, as I made mention, to uh, King Saul. Uh, I'm sorry, King Solomon. Uh, after Solomon's death, he became the king of the north. Mm, okay. So, and the reason for that, remember, we talked about Solomon's son. They were. He was having some problems with the northern tribes, and so uh, he consulted the wrong people, the young people, and listened to them instead of the older people that he consulted first. And he said, well, you know, if you think my daddy was hard on you with whips, you know, I'm going to put scorpions on you. So the northern tribes just split apart at that point from the south. All right. So Jeroboam's got control of the northern tribe, but he started getting worried because it was time for them to start having worship services with the Lord. And he was afraid that the people went toward the south to participate in those worship services, he'd lose his kingdom. So, you know, it's kind of strange to me in that he knew that God had given him that northern kingdom, but he was so afraid he would lose it, he would do something that to me is just, you know, unconscionable. But then again, I wasn't in his shoes, and I can see that he didn't want to lose his kingship. So he turned around and he made a couple of golden calves. And one happened to be in Bethel. And there was a prophet from Judea, southern tribe, that the Lord called on, told him to go north and to go see this gentleman called Jeroboam. Really what he told him, to go up there and tell them that they had sinned and that God was not happy with this. And this altar that they had at Bethel, the prophet when he got there he yells out altar altar you know there's going to be a young man i believe it was josiah from uh, judea that is going to come and they're going to and he will burn all the high priests that have ever served on this altar mm -hmm. and also he told him that the altar itself was going to be split apart 
and that it's, I'm looking here, the ashes on it will be poured out. And this was supposed to occur almost immediately. Well, Jeroboam, when he heard this, and he heard this young man, this prophet, cry out, he turned around, stretched out his hand toward this guy, tells his people, seize him. Well, as soon as he did that, his hand, needless to say, uh, shriveled up on him, that he couldn't even move his arm. Mm. Now, here's a strange thing, number two, for me. His hand shriveled up, and so he asked this prophet, please talk to God and have him give me my hand and arm back correctly. Hi, everyone. I'm the Stoicist, Lori Stitt. Are you ready to learn to match every situation you face to the Bible? I've been waiting for you. Let me teach you my STOIC training method. Learn to keep that continuous connection with God from now forward, forever. Join me at StoicMatchmaker.com, where all my training materials are free on registration. Huh. <laughs> Trying to tell him, you know, seize him, you know, la, 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 probably going to kill him, blah, blah, blah. And so the prophet did, and God immediately healed his hand. Mm. Okay, so you think at that point, okay. Jeroboam's got it. He's now back in God's grace. He's going to behave and be a nice person. We'll get to that in a minute. So Jeroboam the king told the prophet from Judea, come and eat, stay with me. And he said, I'll even give you a gift. And the guy said, no. He said, when the Lord came to me, the Lord said to come up here, do my duty but to leave a different road than when I started coming here and to have nothing to eat or drink while I'm here. Okay. Now he's saying that, Hey, anything they got up there in Bethel is taboo for you. So he started going his different route away. All's well and good, except some boys turned around and they went and told their father about this, what they saw. The boy's father was an old prophet, according to the scripture. So at one point in time, he was a prophet of the Lord's. I don't know why you call it an old prophet versus a young prophet, but this guy who came up in Judea was a young prophet. So he told the boys, go saddle my donkey. So they did. And he went and found that young prophet, the prophet from Judea. He says, uh, hi, I'm an old prophet. Uh, are you the young prophet from Judea? Yes, I am. Well, come and have you know, food, drink with me before you go on your way. He said, I can't. Lord came to me, told me, can't do it. You know, can't drink or eat anything. Got to go a different way. Old prophet says, but the Lord came to me as well. And he said to come and get you. How do you think I found you? Mm. And come back and eat and drink with me. Oh, so the young prophet says, okay. Oh, goodness. I know. Oh, prophet to prophet, colleague to colleague. Brother to sister, sister to sister, brother to brother. Hmm. So he does. He goes back and eats and drinks with him. As the festivity starts, I'll call it that, or as the dinner meeting starts, all at once the word of the Lord came to the old, O-L-D prophet. And the old prophet says, you, looking at the young prophet, you have violated what God told you to do. Your bones now will never rest with your family. I thought that was a pretty good burp that mm. <laughs> the old prophet was doing. Well, the Bible doesn't talk much about it. 
what happened then? I mean, the young prophet says, how did you do that? Why did you do this to me? What, how did you do that? You know, why did you lie to me? Didn't get into that. All we know from the scripture is the young prophet got up. Old prophet saddled the kid's donkey. Sent him off. So while well, the young prophet is leaving down the road away, apparently a lion came out. Mauled him, killed him, but didn't eat him. The donkey's still standing there and the lion's still standing there. Prophet's dead. Again, people coming into Bethel, they were telling, you know, this is what we saw. And so the old prophet told his young sons, sell my donkey again. So the old prophet goes up to where he was told that the young prophet was. There he sees the donkey standing there. There he sees the lion standing there. They ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Quite strange. But the young prophet was dead. Mm. So he picks him up and he brings him back to his place. The story continues in the Bible that the old prophet told his children to bury him where he was to be buried in the tomb. In the old prophet's place. But the old prophet also told his kids, when I die, bury my bones exactly beside of him. And then the story is over. We don't know from the story if the young prophet asked for God's forgiveness. Some might think, well, no, he didn't. Because if he had asked for God's forgiveness, maybe he wouldn't have died. Mm. We never know if the old prophet paid penance lying right. and causing the, the poor young child to lose his life literally uh, you know the bible teaches about respecting your elders and here's this guy coming up you know i'm an old prophet you know and i'm going to lie to you now and you don't realize it and so he respected his elder and listened to him but <laughs> what the bible is walking away with us to understand is that when god speaks to us personally um hasn't ever happened in my life and all i'm trying to say is that uh I, I haven't never spoken to anyone in our lifetime that it has but if we are in that situation somehow miracle occurs in that life uh you better listen to what you were told uh because again apparently according to the literature the only way that that young man should have changed is that the lord came back and spoke with him again uh and he didn't he believed someone, an old prophet. Another message for us in this, this day and age is don't believe everything, even if it's someone that you think you should be trustworthy of. That's either in a, a biblical setting with you, uh, either it be a boss or whomever telling you something. Um, I always like the government phrase that was used. And I know I've heard you use it many a time. Trust, but verify. Uh, meaning yeah. I don't believe you wholly. <laughs> totally right. uh, so this case of lying it actually caused someone else to lose their life literally but we don't know if the person who did the lying was ever punished and then the latter story to that that some talk about in the literature is wow that young prophet and again just according to what some say is really going to be happy when he finds out that the old man's going to lay his bones down beside him have I got to deal with God, this guy through all eternity? <laughs> so, yeah. and I'm not saying that's the way it works. This right. was when you die, whoever you're laying beside of. <laughs> but it is kind of strange. It's also strange why the old prophet would do that. Yeah. Uh, all I can figure in my mind is the old prophet wanted to, to have some interaction with God again. And so he got explain. it. 
you know, to yeah. say sorry about my neighbor here. Really? <laughs> but thank you for using me as a mouthpiece, and you did. Yeah. All right. So that's all I have tonight, boss. But I'll go back and say again for the, the young person or middle-aged or even older with the ex-partner, create your own story. Mm -hmm. Make it your story. And don't believe what other people are telling you. Yeah, yeah, don't, you know, some people just believe when they hear something from somebody. And, and the more strange it is, it seems like they hear, that they hear, they believe it even more. Yeah, and it's sad. I try not to, you know, I try to look at people as I seen them and how they treated me and not get tied up in a situation with another, you know, like the couple, let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, this one said this, that one said that. And you're like, okay. But how did that person treat you or make you feel? Like, you shouldn't let what somebody else says change that. That's what I feel. I agree. Because you know, people do lie. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because it can, you know, pull people away from the innocent person or whatnot. I guess there's two types of lies, just my thoughts. One is you're lying to save yourself, <laughs> save your bottom, yeah. <laughs> so you don't get a spanking or something right. in trouble. The other is an intentional lie, an intentional lie. And, of course, the first is two, but the intentional lie, knowing that what you're doing is probably, or it has the, an opportunity to really hurt somebody else. Yeah. Which of the two is worse? Um, I'm not getting into that. But the latter one bothers me a little more because you know that you're intentionally doing it and it just may hurt somebody. Right, right. There's the rub. Yeah. Hey, how did I do on time tonight? Am I better? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh. <laughs> 12 minutes of spare. By the way, I hear you like hats. I don't know. I, I haven't seen you enough yet to know. <laughs> I'll have to check that rumor. Out. I'll keep watching the videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't take anybody's word. Amen. <laughs> thanks for having me again, boss. All right. Well, thanks for your story. It's a great story as always. And Merry Christmas. Yeah. And Merry Happy Christmas. New Year. Happy New Year. Everybody enjoy. Take your care, week. everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye.